guys heard Wayne when he says, I ain't going to the studio until I got a beat, I got a subject, I got a producer. Yes. Who gonna be on the hook? My, my nigga, Man, what is he my doing? Nigga, it's recording. <laughs> Oh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the, another episode of the Best Cape Secret Podcast, aka the podcast about nothing. I am your host, CZ Ray, aka him still over there. I am not alone. Yeah. I am joined by my brethren, Bilo and Dres. What's good, gents? What's good? Coke I just feel like Coke I need to have another name, bro. It can't be, be Dwayne, CZ Ray, and then Pilo. Like, like, I need a, I need a, That's your name. I need Embrace to turn it, it up. Love just it. Big, Own bro. it. <laughs> nah, but like, I can use my Insta handle, Pilo Mike Just, but that's a mouthful as well. So nah, it's, yeah, I'll Pilo Mike Just. Exactly. You know, he might just. <laughs> might just do what? Uh, what, what are you going to do? He might just. <laughs> do what? Are you going to pull what, up? What, what, what might, you might just he do? just do? Tell of us. Course. <laughs> we don't we know. Don't Basically, it's leaving us. You don't want the smoke. You can do anything. I come with the element of surprise, bro. <laughs> That's what Niggas is. don't want the smoke, but you might just. You <laughs> might just. You might just, huh? Hey, yo. Um, yeah, guys. Uh, how, how, how are you feeling? How are you doing? No, I'm good, eh? I'm, I'm actually in a good mood right now, so yeah. let's keep it going. Yeah. Um, I'm in poverty. That's pretty much it. That's That's how I feel. I feel... Impoverished. <laughs> Imp- impoverished. <laughs> Nigga said impoverished, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you dog, like what? <laughs> I don't know if that's Actually, a word. It but is that's a word, but like impoverished. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's how I feel, dog. I'm just honest, dog. We gotta be honest with each other here, bro. Alright, hey man, <laughs> let me not let me not laugh at another nigga's pain, bro. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's my plan. Yeah, so. Yeah, what I want to talk about today is um, the Alize project called. Yeah. What is it called? I don't know how to pronounce that. Is it called Black Sheep? I Black, Black Sheep. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, Black. I think it's Black Sheep. I think it's Black Shop. Black, Black Shop. Sheep, maybe. I think it's Black Sheep. Be no, because, like, he, be the kind of I'm artist sorry. that he is, he's like, yeah. you know. He's no. going against the grain. Exactly. Sheep. I don't see Black yeah. Shop. I don't see it being called Black Shop. Black Sheep <coughs> sounds like something it could be. Or Black Ship. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if you're listening think, to yeah. this thing and you've never heard about the project, it's it's spelled out B-L-K-S-H-P. That is why we, yeah. Just yeah. in case niggas think you can't read or Make whatever. Make what you want. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't read. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ship. so like, I want to know I your guys' general feeling about the Alize project. Is it his debut? Yeah, it is his debut. Yeah, I think it's, it's his debut individual yeah. individual project. How do you guys feel yeah. about it? Um, from a from a production standpoint, you know, Alize is always top tier, so that's dope. In terms of the project, mm. I liked it. Um, I guess there were there were parts here and there where I was just like I wasn't feeling it, but overall, like it was dope. I think there were certain parts where he entered into pockets that were not normally familiar with, and I enjoyed that. So mm-hmm. I think overall, I, like I don't like saying it's a good intro every time, but like it's a good intro. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, uh, I first really started listening to. Alize when he dropped I think an EP it was last year or year before that called Prior to Louis and like 
that sort of bridge from then to now, yeah. like I almost sort of lost a bit of, you know, traction with him, just keeping up with him. Uh, because this this project to me sounds a bit, it sounds a bit like a lot of what Alize has been doing for other people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like just a pick and, you know, picking and choosing from different sort of, artist that he he works with and then sort of yeah. making it is his own so the thing is for me it's like i don't really i don't really have anything negative to really say uh about that in particular but it's just i would like to hear him change his sound up a bit more also with the production yeah. um there were some pockets like Mbilo said that he did switch it up and he did you know change his you know language yeah. even and i really like that that's for me i like that new when an artist brings something new and something refreshing, so yeah, it was, it was, it was good though, a good project, solid. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, you've covered the the production part of it. Um, yeah, it it was for me, it wasn't like overly, imp- I wasn't overly impressed by it. Like I wasn't blowing up the water. I wasn't like wow, you know. It was decent. Yeah. It was like a very very decent project, like decent but very decent, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it might be because of like you said, Dwayne's like just the other work that he's done for other artists. And so already going into this project, I had high expectations because of his producer credits. Mm. You know? Yeah. I just felt like well yeah, I, I want I think I forced myself to have those high expectations because I wanted this project to be good. Because sometimes when you move from yeah. producer to artist, you know, that switch up over there, sometimes it doesn't always work out. But we'll get into that, you know, later. It's a tough and so I, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted this thing to work for him. I wanted it to, to be a hit, not a miss. And, you know, it was, eh, it was, it was okay, you know. Production-wise, yeah. Elize is one of the best producers in the game. Like, you know. Thanks. Um, yeah, definitely. And so every right song now, on here, the production is great. If you're listening to this... And you don't know who Alize is. He's behind a lot of, you know, successful R&B songs and projects. I think the biggest one we can all agree is that it's the Elaine one. He's the guy who was really, you know, very hands-on on on that project over there with Elaine, along with um, Clarity. So shout out to them. Um, Definitely. And and Elohim. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I want to know from you guys... uh, how do you feel about the lyrics side of things? Songwriting, content, themes, narratives, you know? Okay. Yeah, wait. Before we get into that, I also wanted to say something about the production. Like, it felt like, it felt like a compilation of type beats. I don't know if you guys, like, heard mm. that. Like, obviously, that's really dope. Like, it, it kind of went into the trap soul thing and it stayed in trap soul. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like a compilation of type beats. Like, you know, those ones that you listen yeah. to and you try to just, yeah, you know, YouTube. roll on. So that's something yeah. that I really enjoyed in terms of that. Because, I mean, you know, in terms of type beats, like you expect someone to do something with them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. But in terms of lyricism, um, in terms of the romantic lane, I feel like like we've spoken about this before. You want something that's going to blow you out of the water. Um, in terms of the lyrics, romantically, like they were dope. It was dope story. It was dope stories, you know, dope content. But it wasn't anything new from a 
from a romantic lyricism standpoint but like i still enjoyed it but i won't lie the part where he switched up to french and then he had the spanish girl on the hook like i would like that part mm. like i didn't expect mm. like that was probably the best part yeah. about it and i don't know That's like specifically refreshing. with regards to the beats but it also had like this european-esque kind of sound like the guitars and all of that mm. stuff yeah. so i really enjoyed felt lavish <laughs> yeah so like i really enjoyed that pocket because like it kind of went into like a a european a european feel as well it felt like oh yeah just 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 before uh i just wanted to say now that you say that yeah. a part of the problem like you say with the type beats and and like a lot of the problem for me was lavish mentality like the project project him and malachi dropped yeah. just uh before to me a lot it sounds almost like an extension of that sound you know especially when you talk about the that european sort of feel it sounds like there's a lot of that coming in from that project you know yeah. and uh like I, I i won't lie to you i didn't really enjoy that project that much i might have enjoyed this one more than uh a lavish mentality yeah. but uh yeah i just think i just really want him to i know he's a dope producer and i know this is only just the tip of the iceberg bro he can take it so much further you know but yeah, anyway, yeah. back, back, back to y'all, man. Yeah, I think lyrically, it, it for me, it was very, it was very surface level for the most part. Um, and I think I said this, you know, when you're talking about the Ipilang project, is that sometimes, most of the time, actually, especially with artists who are in the trap soul lane. It feels like they're yeah. recycling the same ideas. They just, you know, time and time so it's like again. the same narrative as most of the other artists who are in the trap so lane. You know, I have a girl, or yeah. I'm low key creeping with another girl, or you know, it's just so it's like a, a, a repetition of, of all of that, right? And so yeah. you guys know me, like I, I need, I need, I need like the real stuff. You get me, and so. This sort of project doesn't really stick for me, with the exception of I think um, there was one song in particular called "Growing Apart." I think it might be like track two or three. Mm. Yeah, and the and lyrically, the what's good outro. I lyrically, think, as well. growing apart. I was like, okay, yes, you know, he's singing. And he's doing all those runs, you know, that they do with those vocals. But this yeah. is the, he's 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 getting into it now, you know. He's saying like, yo, like niggas, it's real out here. You get me? And yeah, you know, like yeah. you said, the outro it was very assertive. But we can't have one or two of those moments, you know. Yeah. There needs to be more moments like that for me the way i the way i like rate an album if it's like good or, or not is there needs to be more good songs than there are bad songs and that should be obvious you know and so now yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that the songs on this on this thing were bad no they were not bad at all actually yeah but in terms of the above average songs there weren't enough you know like I said, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, growing apart lyrically, fantastic. The outro, fantastic. My favorite yeah. song on here, and I, I want to know you guys' favorites as well. But my favorite song on here was Nonchalant with Nalu. 
where there was, you know, where oh, yeah. the Spanish joint, you know, and it was a change of pace and it was a very nice change of pace because the rest of the, of the project is very much in one pocket. It's, it's in one sonic pocket, you know, that traps all thing. And so like the pacing is the same with every single song up until you get to nonchalant. Yeah. And then it just picks up the energy. It's more colorful. And, you know, Nalu's there with the yeah. French. She sounds so sexy in it. Like, you know, and French is obviously like a very sexy language, you know. You feel like you're on a beach somewhere. You feel, feel like, like you know, like, like got my shirt buttoned down, you know, like <laughs> I got my shades on. Young, young shorts. I got my shorts on, bruh. Crocs. Nah, I'm joking. You get me, but like, it's that, it's that kind of <laughs> yeah. vibe, bruh. And you're out there, you know, and like, you know, the beach is there, bruh. And Nalu hey, is there. Vibe. Caliente, caliente. Here blowing in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so... But obviously, like, making all these jokes, but it just goes to show how with the right ingredients to a song, you can create a world for the yeah. listener to exist in, right? And I felt like with this project, there just wasn't enough of that. Yeah. You know? I wasn't yeah, transported I to anywhere. Fact- I was still in my room. I was still listening to Alizé in my room with my headphones. Yes, I was still in my room. I ain't go nowhere. I ain't go nowhere, bro. Like, it was all quarantined still. <laughs> but I think the fact that the fact that we kind of did say that, like, this is an intro. This is an intro for him in terms of like a debut project, and the fact that there were those moments shows that there's potential for him to just be on that level. So you know, when it comes to like somebody's first project, as much as it's important to kind of like you know strike us from the start like the growth is definitely going to be dope to see as yeah. well and i think what it was when i think back to lavish mentality days when you speak of a lavish mentality yeah my favorite part of that project was i think yeah. it might have been like the outro same where alize was sort of like rapping same. almost you know where he's basically just like you know what he's pulling back everything and he's tapping into this other very dark uh slow production but like the bars are there you know every line is just hitting you every every line is just hitting you and you're so engaged and i think same thing with this project now the one that i enjoyed the most was really the outro where he was you know like yo i'm there i'm there i'm there but obviously, yeah. nonchalant was a standout for exactly. me easily. That's my favorite. But that's the one that I have on my playlist. But that, but that's the thing. You see what you say about the outro and thing. That's kind of my favorite bag of Elise. When he gets into that sort of life story bag and he starts, you know, really putting bars together and really giving you yeah. verses. Like I like that. I like like even on uh, prior to Louis, his EP uh, back then there was I think it was Feel Away where he also got into that bag. Uh, like you say on lavish mentality it was the it was the intro right yeah definitely the intro had jordan baker's vocals there really nice combo i like when he does that i won't lie um so yeah man i think just he just needs to uh take us there man take us out of our rooms give take us to another yeah. planet bro because he he has the capability actually, as an artist all around producer and yeah artist, i also man. enjoyed lose myself because it was like i think i think it's the the right track but where he was literally just rapping and he was just like, I don't know, you know, you know, when, when, when people just rap about their success yeah. and they rap about the things that are, you know, like yeah. that, that arrogance. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was lose myself where he kind of just went on that tip as well. Like that was a really dope track 
where he was just spitting and he was just going into the whole arrogance and all of that yeah. stuff. So I feel like this project overall, as much as we say like Trap Soul is the focus, like it really did go into a lot of different pockets, which was really dope. But I don't think it was enough though, because yeah. if if we if you if you really break it down, like I said, um, there's nonchalant, which is literally it doesn't sound like anything else on the album, right? Stand out. Yeah. That's the standout and then record. Outside of that, what's going on? It's more type beats, like you said earlier. Which is fine, yeah. I guess. It's it's whatever. You know, he's a producer. Yeah. And that's cool. And maybe you know what? Maybe he doesn't need or maybe he doesn't feel the need to actually expand on on this. Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's comfortable in this in this soundscape that he's created for himself. You know? Yeah. And so now who are we to say he must do this or do that? All we can say is what we would love to see more from the artists that we like. And we like Alize, which is why we're talking about this. You know? Yeah. Do you think do you think he could have done I'm just saying, look at every producer. Look at every producer who's kept the same sound for more than two years, yeah. more than three years. Eventually There's yeah, an exception. Gotta switch it up. I'm just saying. And the exception is no, there's no exception, bro. Everyone's going the down. The exception bro. is Zuchi. <laughs> he is one of very few. But dog, you can't compare Zuchi. But that's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm saying though. Like I don't I don't I don't even like wanna get Zuchi's into on another level. I don't wanna get into the whole, you know, yeah, comparisons let's, of let's producers turned not, artists. Yeah, let's not do that. But let's not do that. Let's speak about this thing of people who've thought out as producers, you know, or writers. And then down the line, yeah. they embark on a journey of solo artists. What do you, yeah, how, how do you guys we get feel into about that, that? Before we get into that, I just wanted to say like, with this project as well, like it's only nine tracks. Do we think that he could have, like, do you think maybe he needed more songs to kind of get into that space that we're talking about? Or I don't do you know. think it could have been done in only nine songs? Here's my thing. Saying? Here's my thing is that... So those are the questions, yeah. It should be five songs. If the thing is, if someone like Alizé, someone who is so good, who has a, such a great understanding of music, it shouldn't take yeah. you nine songs to, to, make, a, to make a statement with your, yeah. with your offering. You know, yeah. it shouldn't get to that point. Nine songs, and especially if there's no like cohesive theme, there's no like you know there there, there isn't like this narrative or like uh, multi narratives exactly. running through the thing. This is a pretty you know straightforward surface level kind of project. You know, you don't yeah. there, there, there doesn't need to be a, a a study on this thing. There's no analysis. You know, nine tracks. When you look at nine tracks, you look at um, "Dreams Money Can Buy" by Jay Molly. Is the perfect example yeah. of creating a world, having the listener exist in that world. But then exactly. there's like multi layers of what's going on on that thing, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. and there's depth in the story for a producer artist like Elize. Five tracks, dude. Make your statement, you know. Yeah. Make your statement, yeah. In and, out. and so yeah. But I mean, this is not to bash. Like I said, we love this EP, which is why we're talking just about suggestion. it. Suggestion. But it's just suggestion. we would love to see more of just more precision, more efficiency in in getting the points across. 
the final yeah. product yeah just cleaner mm. and just something that can you know be more universally accepted because i think a, a, a lot of the time i also feel like you know with a with a producer like elize he has so much reach just in terms of all the all the artists he works with all the the different places he gets to pull from you know what i'm saying so yeah. i definitely feel he can give us a lot more you know even if it's a con- a more concise project i definitely feel like it would show more you know if you'll just structure it more carefully and just sort of you know play around more like he did with nonchalant you know i would i would love that yeah so yeah back to my question then i guess bilo um yeah how do you feel about producers or songwriters who later on take on the role of uh artists being solo artists themselves personally like i don't have a problem with it i really like i'm like if you can do both do both you know because we have so many examples of people that do it in their success but like i feel like it only works in your favor if it goes the other way around so like become an artist like become known as an artist first and then do the other stuff mm. because like how many people do we know that are producers or that are ghostwriters and then when they want to turn to the artistry people are like nah dude like people don't take them in like how many people can we name like give me five people that are like super successful who are either producers first and now become artists or were ghostwriters first and have now become artists i feel like it kind of has to go the other way around why do you think it's difficult i think i don't i actually don't know why because it's like at the same time a different artist is delivering the same message that you're giving them mm. but like when it comes out of your mouth now people aren't necessarily swinging to it i don't know how like i really don't know i i can't explain it but like it's just the thing that's there like people aren't going to gravitate to it when it's coming out of that person's mouth much rather when you're giving the message to somebody else i don't think else. it's that bro i don't think it's that i think it's i think it's more to do with the actual artist producer i think it's more to do with him because a lot of the time you're so biased when you're a producer and then an artist because you feel like yo i make my own yeah. beats so i know what's going to work instead of feeling like more to the side of yo let me ask around what do you think about this uh-huh. because you feel like you know so i think a, a lot of those but okay, a lot of those that's a uh-huh. producer dways when we talk about a ghostwriter i think it's the same i think it's the same sort of concept bro you know i don't think it's anything cuz like ghostwriting is just lyrics and it's just compiling in a song so like it's it's compiling those lyrics to the beats that have already been made so it's like like let's take let's take from an american stamp let's take victoria monet she Fire. wrote she wrote on she wrote on chloe and hallie's album she's written she writes for, for ariana, ariana grande, grande like she writes for but then when she releases her own music have you heard the name victoria monet jump out but the thing is she's really. she's delivering the same message that she's giving to somebody else but can i say though with with victoria she is still yeah. new in her journey of being a solo artist like it's still very like new and so yeah. um here's my take with this whole thing is that when you go from being a producer to an artist or a songwriter especially from a songwriter to to a recording artist um mm-hmm. you might think you know what what works for you in terms of sonic sonics yeah. or production but 
Be- and, and that's because maybe the, for the people that you write for. So if it's Victoria is writing for um, Ariana or Chloe and Halle, she might think, okay, maybe that's my pocket as well. And then you come to yeah. find, nah, actually, it's not, it's not that. And so now you need to like reassess and, and figure it out yourself, you know. Take time to figure out what a Victoria Monet song sounds like. It's almost like when two mm. very like big artists come together to make a collaboration, right? People just think yeah. if we just, you know, do this and this, we got it. But the really successful collaborations or like the really great ones are the ones where they say, look, man, what does a, what, I'm going to use an example that hasn't happened yet. What does a Kendrick Lamar and, and Cole song sound like, you know? What does yeah. it actually really sound like? Because Cole has his own sound and pocket. Kendrick has his own sound and pocket. But together, though, it's not a thing of just, I'll just add in my verse on this song. Send me a song. I'll put in a verse here and there. Take time. Yeah. Figure it out. Break down the sonics, bro. You know, study it properly and say, okay, yeah. fine. Let's experiment with this. Let's take this. This works. Yeah, this doesn't work. Strengths. And so same thing with songwriting as well. When you write for other artists, it's, just, it's a thing of take time to figure out what works for you. Just because I wrote a song and then I gave it to an R&B chick and it popped off. Yeah. That doesn't mean that if I make the same song on the same lane, it's going to pop off as well. Your tone is different. Your cadence things, is different. Your delivery is different. There's so many things that attribute to it not really having the same effect anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and you can't so just I assume feel like, like, oh no, it's going to work. The only person that I like one um artist that i can pinpoint that has done it really well is pharrell in terms of mm. music oh. and production and kanye as well and Let's switching through genres and applying his cadence to each genre he's done it but you well. see i feel like when it comes like okay actually see now nah, i don't want to con- contradict all the stuff that i just no because i'm like kanye kanye was known as a producer and then kanye was know, a producer first artistry. and then you blew up as a yes but like yeah so yes. i don't know but you know like, the thing very, is but people don't want to accept thing. it is, people didn't want to accept look, it for so long the thing as, is with kanye is that one thing i will i will give him credit for is that he is always aware that he also has limits as big and great as he is he has limits as yeah. well to what he can do. And so that's why he surrounds himself with like 50 artists when it's time to make an album, you know? Uh, because that was back then. I don't know about it. Because <laughs> even now, like, I don't know if you guys saw though, because for me, I'm still like following like the, the, the song that he's been putting out ever since whatever, right? But, you yeah, know, that, yeah. that's, uh, he, what was that he, called? He, the, whole, not- the whole thing is that like, yo, if I can't do this, I'm going to bring in someone who can. But now sometimes if you are a guy who is already established in like in in the producer world, you might feel like, nah, like I don't need like, yeah. you know, like I've produced for this person and this person and this person. Exactly. I'm not going to bring in someone else to tell me what to do with my production. Ego. You get me. Ego. And so sometimes yeah. you add like a, a, a an ear from outside to say, oh, look, man, your voice would, would suit better in this sort of thing or in that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, I mean yeah. in South Africa there's only a few like I said who have really managed to you know work that lane of being a producer and being an artist at the same time. Like I said Zuchi is one of them who has done it very very successfully, you know? Yeah. And Tweezy tried it, Tweezy tried it and then it just yeah, it 
it didn't go all the way smooth, but you know, we'll see what he finds out. He's still what, trying. What he tries next, tip. you know. He's still trying. Yeah, like one. In or 2015, two. I like the singles he put out. Yeah, they were, they were quite fire. I would like to be. They were quite fire. And so yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see how 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 it goes, yeah. really. But, but I think yeah, I think Elizabeth's got it though. Yeah, I think he's got it. Mm. I think he's the top in terms of artist. Uh, producing r&b right now in SA, he's definitely that guy yeah yeah true he's him clarity elohim that, that squad is like they're the holding guys. it down bro <laughs> they they really <laughs> holding it down yeah. yeah yeah uh before we wrap up uh anything any songs any albums man is listening to or nothing guys i want to tell you um, man there's this yeah yo there's i've been listening to some other stuff yeah man Ayo. Tell us, put us on. So, um, there's this girl called um, Sudan Archives or Archives. Yeah. And the name of the song Sudan Archives. Sudan. <laughs> Archives. <laughs> Sudan. Sudan Archives. <laughs> and the name of the song is. Sudan um, Archives, okay. Yeah, the name of the song is uh, Not For Sale. That's the name of the song. Not For Sale. Um, and then. A chick, I don't know if you guys have heard of this girl, but I'm sure you must have. Her name is Bia, B-I-A. Uh, oh, yeah, I know Bia. Yeah, yeah, yeah bye, yeah, bye, yeah. Got that other song, Cover Girl, Fire. I've been enjoying that one too. But since um, since we were talking about French and, and, and Nalu and that, there's a song by this chick called Yesyot. Yesyot. What? How you spell that? Yeah, bro, you're gonna have to put it somewhere. I don't know. It's a French. It's a French. It's a French. I need to upgrade my calibers. Yeah. The name of the song is. The name of the song is Reina Pervoa. So that you spell her name as Y. I have not even write it. Nah, I'm gonna spell it for you. Listen, before, yeah. It's Y S E U L T. The name of the song is Reiner Provoa. It's R E I N. That's the first word. Yeah, just just tell and us about the song, bro. A, <laughs> I think. And then it's A, A, yeah. Yeah, and then the then then the, the last word is um, P R O U V E R. She's great. She's phenomenal. French. Um, yeah, I love all the stuff. When you pure, pure, I, I can't <laughs> say this shit, but I'm, I'm going to definitely listen, bro. <laughs> I'm going to listen. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out. I don't know if you guys are listening to anything um, else. Yeah, I'm listening to yeah, that sh- Wanna Deluxe that just came out recently. Or well, like oh, today or yesterday. Yeah. Gunner's album. And then Cholombo yeah. Deluxe as well. So I'm just hitting up the deluxes at the moment. Deluxe editions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, me, I don't know. I, like, I've been off music, guys. I won't lie to you. I don't want to just pull things out the hat. But really, honestly, I've been just listening to, like, the Drake and Cole that's been coming out, like, when I do have a chance to listen. So, like, you know, your Snow in the Bluffs and, uh, you know, the new singles Drake released uh it was what was Yo, it snow in the bluff Pop star. <laughs> Yo, wasn't that wasn't that like a month ago 
Yeah, but I'm just saying like that was that's just where I've been with oh, music. Okay. I haven't been listening uh, to new stuff. Okay. I'm not saying like that's what I'm just jabbing every day. <laughs> if you guys are looking, if, if, if you're looking for if you're looking for a a a, a local yeah. um, R and B chick to check out, I want to put this girl on Alicia Rosa. Um, you might you guys might have heard of her. I don't know. Alicia Rosa. Is it? Okay. Nah, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Uh. I've I'm been like, seeing Hunter Rose on my on my Apple Music though. Check out so check out Hunter Rose as well. Hunter Rose is actually fire. Like Rose. you yeah. should check that out, Dwayne. I think you'll like that. Like she's really oh, really good. Definitely. I'm waiting for like a project from Hunter her though. Rose. Oh, she nah, hasn't I think got a project I, out yet. Oh, Hunter Rose. I think it is a project. <sighs> it was like one song that I saw there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, check those out. Um, it's been good. It's been yeah. lovely. Uh, if Summer Walker's project, if was you dope made it too. this far, Just... yeah, Summer Walker, let me wrap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you made it this but far, guys, uh, we love you. Uh, until next time, peace and love. <laughs>